0: You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the Lives of the Artists, Architects, Curators, and More. Today on our show, I'm talking with Michael Ballou. Mike, thanks so much for talking with me today. Good talking to you. So, Mike, you're in Brooklyn now. Uh, I know there's a lot going on. What are you What are you working on at the moment? What's What's happening? <clears throat> well, I'm sort of between shows right
1: now. And but and I my how I work normally I basically I kind of putz around and work on little things that are interesting to me for me. And then when it comes time for an exhibition I kinda of pull it all together for a whole show. So I'm just really kind of working on lots of small little things. And uh and I'm
0: drawing like crazy,
1: you know, for some reason.
0: So let's talk about that. Like what do you what are you drawing? What are um or we could talk about what was in the last show. Just the objects, the drawings, what what was in the last show? Well, the
1: last show, it was um, there was a window I was showing with Studio Ten with Larry Greenberg, and he was after me to do something. I really like Larry a lot, and uh, but I had a hard time with the space. And then finally, I got an idea for this really large window he has at the back of the gallery. So I did that was covered with this bird mural which was a big piece of paper cut to fit in the panes. And it was like this muration of birds that were cut out. So the light would come through the window and into the gallery space. And there was sort of a sister piece with it that was just a rubber stamp muration on a on an adjoining wall. And then there were two word bags and the word bags were, inflated by box fans and made out of clear cellophane and they were in segments and these segments contained the writings of the late matt friedman and um the writing was done on the inside so you had to in order to read these fragments of text you had to sort of look through it and then there were a couple other smaller pieces in the show like a fountain and a couple of large drawings but that was the show and the drawings what were, what were the drawings like in that show well, some were just straight out of the notebooks, and uh, I mean, I, I'm, you know, I can't render the way both, most of my friends can, but I can make a pretty interesting piece of paper. So one was one was a very large ink drawing of a of a character that I do every once in a while called Mr. Bear, and these ink drawings are made with broken tree branches, and that way, and I can't control the lines so well, so it, it really I really. It, I really it, it's like this kind of revelation when i'm drawing because i think i'm going to make this mark and then it makes another kind of mark and then the drawing becomes starts to take its own life you know
0: so let's talk about that a little bit because that's an interesting process of drawing and, and like you said it's not about rendering it sounds like it's about the drawing kind of talking to you yeah 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 and, and giving you feedback so um so, the drawings that you're, sound like you're feverishly doing now, what, what size are those and, and where are those leading? Well, what's the content? Well, if, the
1: bear draw is pretty about. big. It was about seven feet. But most, most, of the, I have these sketchbooks that I use they are like a set size A7. So that's kind of what I normally work with. It's, you know, it's not too big so it gets in the way, but it's big enough so it has some space in it. And, um, you know, like I, I have I've have kind of muscular hands so I'm, detail work is really really a pain in the ass for me so this just allows me to use my hand in the most comfortable way and get something out of it
0: and and what will happen with these drawings are they do you think they'll be towards other objects or the drawings will be shown where well, where do you, well, where so do you actually, think you know, like
1: a lot of the great thing about drawing is it's it's the most immediate way to give shape to any kind of idea or notion you have. You know, so, uh, sometimes they're, uh, sometimes they're quite surprising what you come up with and other times it's just like, it's it's just a note, you know. Because it's a way of thinking, right? It's a way of thinking through things. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's, it's wonderful. You know, because you, you know, you start, of course, you know, when you start something, you have an idea or you're going towards something but then, once it starts and you get into it, it becomes its own thing. And that's that's kind of what's really exciting. I mean, I was doing a, going into the forest a lot this summer and just bringing my notepad and drawing, you know, trying to draw what I was experiencing. It's like some of them came out really good. Others, eh, not so
0: much. And what forest were you going into? Let's talk about that. This, this, this summer, well, it, it was, sounds like well, a nice we're in the pandemic activity of, kind of.
1: Yeah, like I mean, the Catskills has Catskill even has some old growth stuff, and then in New Hampshire and Massachusetts, it's really terrific. It's just wonderful going into
0: these places. And the drawings that are coming out of there are are representative of what? Do you think that that experience that you're having in there? So, well, what is well?
1: It's the experience? kind of the space yeah. of the forest.
0: You know, you'll see kind of a tree shape or this or
1: that, but the way light dapples through there, you know, it's, you're just trying to get it.
0: You know. And and I noticed on your Instagram that there's um you're, you're burning some of the stuff from the Slide and Film Club.
1: Um, <laughs>
0: should we talk should, should we talk yeah. a little bit about the Slide and Film Club? I mean I've I've interviewed sure. in the past Adam Simon who is, you know, involved in four walls as well. Um
1: He's the guy who started it. Uh,
0: <laughs> right. So so uh, so tell me a little bit about the 'Cause it seems like there's some activity like that lately. You're you you're burning this material which um Oh did you say its own that you kind saw of the color,
1: video right? I put on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well those things were you know, and we oh, I'll just tell you briefly the Slide and Film Club started in ninety three and then ran until about two thousand fifteen. And uh and it originally started You know, way back then, and we used focused on Super 8 and 35 millimeter slide. Not because we thought those were the neatest materials, but everybody had access to that kind of stuff. So, and it's plus it allowed people to you know make something and bring it in. You know, and that included a lot of non-artists and stuff. And it worked really well. And then as it kept developing, you know, a band formed out of it, and they'd play live, live to your pieces if you want. And uh, so and sometimes, uh, you know, you had to have, you know, house lighting, you didn't want to have like these big overhead lights going on. So I would make wall sconces. And so what I was what the video was showing that you saw were the were some of the wall sconces. And these were theater marquee pieces. And each marquee had a title of something that was presented at the the slide and film club. And the one I think in the piece you saw was uh called exposed wires and that was a long piece that david wells would do for oh it lasted for years and he would just take slides of exposed electrical wiring that he'd see around town or elsewhere but it just became a way for him to segue into what was happening and what he was thinking in his life it was they were just incredibly wonderful presentations and the band worked so well with them. So anyway, that's what was being burnt, and that. But some of the other wall sconces, I could, you know, they were worth saving because they were flat and uh, and easy to store. So some survived. Those marquees went went up in smoke last night.
0: And and why did the slide club end?
1: Oh, it just ran its course. To be honest with you. You know, I think, you know, it had, it, you know, went through all kinds of, uh, you know, it had a bunch of evolutions. And, you know, early on, everything was analog. And then people started getting video. And then video became digital. And then IMAX came around. And iMovie was in there. And all that stuff changed. Then social media happened. And there was also, there was just kind of, um, the Slight Film Club always really worked because the audience. It was really composed of a lot of presenters, so it had a real groovy vibe to it. Um, but I think, I think after a certain point, we weren't getting enough new blood in it. And I thought, like, okay, if we're not, if that's not happening, it's like, let's give it a rest. Maybe we'll wake it up one day. But, um, but it was, it was great. It was really terrific. You know, we just I organized the people. I didn't curate the uh, the product, the uh, contents of it.
0: I mean, you know, I'm, I'm 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 interested in that because it's one of these, you know artist-generated spaces, you know, and you know Adam talked about it, and, and of course um, you know Hoboken, but but you're doing this in Brooklyn, and and it had a kind of a different uh, vibe to it, right? What what you were doing is, is uh, was kind of experimental and a, and, a, and a community. It wasn't so much exhibitions, or, or correct me if I'm wrong, but it was about a a way of sharing and, and, and talking, well, I, as opposed to. Four, so. four walls did change
1: when it came to Brooklyn, and more projects developed out of it. But it still held a sort of one-day exhibition followed by a panel. But you know, things like the replica, where we made a colossal miniature of four walls. I mean, it was the details were incredible. It was it was detailed down literally the matchbooks and archives and uh we would just curate little exhibitions in it and that would you know so that was a really great project and then there was the fictive archives which people would write proposals for four walls and we'd make a title and give it a you know give them an invite card and stuff like that and we had a whole library of that and you know so there was a lot more projects in the brooklyn period than there was in the hoboken period But it was also um, really cool because it was never never a gallery. It was like this kind of clubhouse laboratory. And we really played around with a lot of stuff. And when I say play, I mean profound play, not
0: jerking around. And what does profound play mean? Define that. What's an example of that? Or or how do you define that? Profound play. I like that
1: well it's not about it's not about entertaining it's not about entertaining yourself or keeping yourself busy it's about letting things come into play and, and and having things reveal and you know setting up a situation so all this stuff that you set out to work with becomes malleable and playful you know and you can sort of it becomes very plastic
0: does that make any sense yeah it does oh. um a, a different a different kind of a different kind of conversation in a way a different different way of exchanging it sounds like
1: yeah yeah and also it's like i always you know i never thought you know i was always of the feeling that art's real power was its worthlessness you know and it was never there to you know people it was never there to provide answers people make the same mistake with artists i think they do with religion they they're looking for answers and solutions and both of those things are there to entertain mystery, you know. And And I I think four walls at some points did a pretty good job of
0: that, you know. And so you know, there's a there's a community you you built from that. Is that a community that's still, uh, you know, active in a sense? These are still your friends? The Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, if you look at at all the people who did something there in one way or another, I mean, they've all. So many people went on to do really, really interesting things, not just in the art world, but in other places, you know, in other worlds. So, yeah, I mean, the four walls doesn't exist anymore, so we don't have that little hub. But um, the people who helped make that, they seem pretty damn active, and and uh, well, so it's
0: also it's a group that I mean I, I really like this idea, and I like you know. Interviewing people who are who are kind of what I think is kind of building institutions or have built institutions of some kind. This is is generated, so it, it created a community and a and a kind of, as you say, profound sense of play. Um, but it sounds like yeah, it also affected uh, trajectories of people's careers potentially or, or influenced it. It was a uh, I, I I see it and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but as a, as a kind of supportive atmosphere of exchange. Well. well.
1: I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd use the word supportive or just allowing talent to flourish, you know. Um, <clears throat> Do you see the difference at all in that?
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, listening, you know, being heard as as, as opposed to... Uh...
1: Yeah, but, you know, when I would organize things, I never, like I said, I never curated. I just organized talent and tried to set up a situation where people... You know that could open up, and they could work with that. You know, and it's like you get some, you get some so many surprising results. It's it's really fun. <laughs> I mean, and that's so do part you miss it? Do you that, miss that? Not, not, pardon me. Do you miss that? Oh yeah, but you make it up in other ways too. I still do. I still organize stuff. You know, not to the degree I once did, but it's like yeah, I loved it. I mean, doing four walls and doing my own work. Both of those things mutually informed one another. It was terrific, you know. And I, I, when I talk to younger artists, I always say, you know, I, I, I really suggest they should try doing some of that stuff and start instead of just staying in the studio and trying to develop a body of work. You know, get out there and mix it up.
0: And you say you're you know, still organizing me, stuff. Yeah. Well, what's what's still happening? What do you mean? Well let's say, well, I'm doing a
1: very little thing with Kurt Hoffman and Wendy Klemper. We're going to do a drawing show. And then there's <laughs> and then with Laura Murray. We had to cancel the show because of the surge of COVID, but we, were going to, we did one before it. It was called the I Gotta Go Show. And it was 35 artists showing small works in my bathroom. And so the next one's called I Gotta Go Too and we're, we'll have about the same amount of artists, and it'll be in my bathroom. But we have the yard in my house, so it's just nice. The viewing space is very small, but you can see the work clearly. And there's some real gems that always show up. And then the rest is kind of like hanging out. You know, I have a yard and stuff, and it's it's yeah, it's really nice. It's a nice little opening. So that's those are two things I'm organizing. And and, yes. and, and the
0: bathroom. How big is the bathroom? I I, I like hearing about that. Oh, it's because, small. Yeah, it's uh, like. Oh, ten 10 feet long by six, five, six feet.
1: It's
0: not that big. And so why the bathroom? I mean, I, I like that idea because it, you know, you can't put that many people in it. And then it does become more, of course, about hanging out because you can walk through there, but then you come out to the backyard or
1: wherever you are. Yeah. And you kind of hang out. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, well, it just was, so, it was started, I think, as, as a whim. You know, so yeah, we Actually, it started because I was I, did, um, I was asking friends, I said, hey, can you make a drawing of somebody peeing? And I had all this whole lovely little collection of, of of people urinating or pooping or whatever, and I put it in the bathroom as decoration, and I said, that'd be really great if we actually did a show, and we did, and it was a lot of fun. So, like I said, there some really terrific little gems in there, and it was really, you know, it was cool. A lot of times, I think, Jen Siri and Michelle Surgey, they 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 performed after the last one, and I think they're going to do it the same. So it'll be like, it'll be a casual thing. We'll have a little opening in a very
0: small room,
1: and then probably end up with some music at the end, you know, into the night.
0: Well, that's great. I mean, you have a, there's a great sense of humor to it all, and, and, and it seems kind of like a sense of camaraderie. Um, and obviously all of this isn't about, this is about money, right? This is about sharing and showing. Um, My but specialty, For many of the people in the in the, in the group, uh, for walls and and, and and everything, you know, put together, some have gone on to to different commercial success. Does does that does that cause any kind of a rub or? Well, how does that kind no. of intersect with uh, the, the kind of um, yeah gathering? Well, I mean, some, some of my friends,
1: you know, have done really well in terms of as, as as gallery artists. I do well in the sense I get to show a lot. I mean, I'm really really lucky. But my I don't make I don't make the same thing over and over again. The new shows look very different from one another. So I mean, it's as a commercial strategy, it's kind of a disaster. But as a as a creative approach, it's really, really good. You know, I mean, I, I, I never thought I'd have, be able to have the opportunities I've had in my life when I was a kid. I mean, I just, a couple of years ago, I did a, a project in Palestine and it was like, man, that was, that was fantastic. I loved it. You
0: know, when did you do that? Was, when was that? was that
1: two thousand two thousand seventeen? 2017? I think we did it. And it was really, it was, uh, it was a follow up from the replica, which we did for PS one back in 92 the miniature of four walls. And it was for the uh, contemporary Institute of Art in Palestine, and they were losing their buildings. So we wanted, to, we we did the same approach, we would miniaturize the building the contents and start to produce projects. And it seemed to work really, really well for that situation, because the Palestinians are really landlocked. And, you know, getting people in and out of there is difficult, and getting objects in and out of there is even more difficult. So this allowed them in that situation to actually do all these kind of shows and projects, and even on an international level. So they still have it. I don't know what they're doing with it today, but, you know, that was it. But I just absolutely adored had a great time there. It was a real eye-opener,
0: you know. Yeah, it's exciting to hear, and when, and when you say you encourage a lot of young people today to do these kind of things, you mean to create kind of collaborative
1: events? Oh, yeah, we're, st- we're stuck in this bullshit era of pseudo-professionalism. You know, it's like, you know, art schools are telling students they can make a living at this. Very, very few artists really make a handsome living make, at their work. You know, they, they, they do well, they get by somehow, they, they do very interesting things, but making money is very difficult. You know, and I think a lot of kids, especially when you go to graduate schools, they're so preoccupied with making product and you know, that only lasts so long. You know, I mean the market of just, you know, eat you up and spit you out and you're gone. Your your career's over in two years. You know. So I mean I think you gotta be I think you have to have to wear a lot of hats to keep moving
0: on this. Poetry train, but, but it's not just about wearing hats. You're talking about uh, the long game too, and and, and and what it means to to gather and experiment with other artists, correct, or, or some form of that. I'm sorry, I you faded out a little. Like bit. like well, like you're talking about asking, you know, that there is this. You're right. The, the, you know, colleges this over-professionalization of artists trying to get them out there selling, and that can be a very short game. But but by encouraging Alternative spaces and gatherings—you're kind of changing the, the access point, right? That this isn't, this yeah, well, isn't I, about sales. I, this, is a, but this is about learning and experimenting in a laboratory. Well, what, I guess you know what made me—you
1: know—what inspired me to become an artist was this guy, Sia Armagiani. and I was—I was hanging out with this gal, and she said, "You should really go to his talks." And I said, "Okay." And I was really inspired. I mean, he just made it really clear that art wasn't just about making pretty things for wealthy people. They had ideas there, and they were playing with ideas, and they meant something. And that really sunk into me. And I think, you know, now, you know, I don't know if that's the case so much nowadays. I mean, you look at all these, you, you, we're kind of, there's all this kind of neo-mannerism around now, and I'm just kind of going for (laughs) <laughs> you guys really get that excited about this but you know what can i say
0: yeah yeah well that's good to that's good to talk about that and um i want to ask you one more question mike what are you reading at the moment well i'm
1: reading ovid the roman writer which is terrific have you ever read him hmm.
0: uh not in quite a while
1: but i have yeah i mean, it's just, they're just wonderful stories and stuff and I then um, I also was starting to I'm sort of, I don't know, the past month I've been reading kind of myth stuff, like the churning of the sea of milk, the Hindu myth. And I don't fully understand it, but it's very entertaining. And I'm going, and it's like, what? They've brought the serpent. They had to switch sides for the serpent because of the and, the, and the blue poison came out and you're going, what? And you reread these things. And eventually you got these kind of wonderful wonderful stories and stuff and then i read the usual sort of
0: you know articles and essays and stuff like that thanks for talking to me today mike i really appreciate your your time and wish you luck with uh everything that's coming in your drawings oh thanks brainerd the pleasure's been all mine you're listening to yale radio wybc this is brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists architects curators and more